Hello, and welcome to Pause Pop, Positively Pop Culture, where we talk about the things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm Carrie Gessner. And I'm KW Taylor. This week, we are talking about the Doctor Who video game, The Lonely Assassins, a book called 14 by Peter Kleins, and Wordle and some other word games. Yay! Because we're word nerds. We are word nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been playing, we talked about Doctor Who not too long ago, and you've been mm. playing a video game based on it, so I want to hear all about this. Yeah, so this is, I found this sort of randomly when I was just browsing Steam, and it's called Doctor Who The Lonely Assassins. It's developed by Kaigen Games OU, and it's published by Maze Theory and another indie. And it is a found phone game, which is a subgenre I wasn't really aware of until a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but there are a few other games out there that are found phone games. And basically, you it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. You find a phone, and, <laughs> and then you have to solve a mystery <laughs> based on that person's phone. So, you find a phone in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like first first person POV or third limited or how is it set up? It's first person. Okay. So basically it's all through the phone. Like you are just looking at the phone interface. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're, you're not like moving around or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, this is a pretty streamlined game. It took me about two hours to play cool. total. I think I did it in two sessions. And it's, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a set storyline. It's not like an open world where you can just kind of explore a lot. So it's, it's a good game if you're looking for something quick and something where you don't have to like learn the rules. Like there aren't outrageous rules. Like sometimes I start a new game, a new RPG or something, and it takes me two hours to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but this one you just kind of can jump in, which is which I found very nice. Cool. But basically, it builds on the the what it says on the website is the terrifying legacy of the Weeping Angels. <laughs> so it does get a little bit spooky at times, but I think that depends on how much you are afraid of the angels like me. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you find this phone and the conceit is that the doctor has somehow like, they knew you were the person for this case and they have somehow gotten this phone into your hands because they're off, you know, doing big things mm -hmm. and saving planets and stuff, mm -hmm. but they need your help. Okay. And the phone belongs to a guy named Lawrence and he's gone missing, so you're trying to figure out what happened to him. And there is, like, this abandoned house in London, and you find out that Lawrence was involved in a dispute with this guy who bought the house and was trying to develop it and stuff. So you're digging into his emails and his text messages and his photos and all this stuff, and his browser history and stuff. So you're, lo you're looking for clues. But soon after you get the phone, it begins to self-destruct, and Petronella Osgood, who has showed up in the show before, she is she was a scientist for UNIT, mm -hmm. which is uh, 
uh, oh my gosh, I knew what it stood for, but now I forget. <laughs> it's the, oh gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I just saw it. Unified Intelligence Task Force. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Which also formerly in the original series, it was the United Nations Intelligence Task Force. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a I'm not an old Who fan. I'm just a new Who fan, so I didn't know new that. Who. <laughs> new, new Who. New Whovian. <laughs> a Nuvian. What? What? A Nuvian. A Nuvian. I like that. A New Whovian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're a little silly today. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like it. So basically, you're in touch with Petronella Osgood this whole time by text message. Mm-hmm. So she's like, here's what I need you to do. Go through his emails, go through his all his stuff and find me clues. Mm-hmm. So you can go into his files and there's like a little, it's sort of like a sonic screwdriver. Like there's a little wand where you could, what's the, I don't know. I can't think of words today, but <laughs> basically it saves the clue. And then you upload it to her in a text message. She's like, Ooh, this is very interesting. I need you to do this and this. And it's, you know, it's really straightforward. Mm-hmm. You get, three or four dialogue options when you're talking to Osgood. So you can kind of decide if you want to be really into the mystery or sort of be put off by like, I don't have time for this. I don't What are we talking about? I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) So you can decide that, but I don't think it really affects the game too much. Okay. So it's very simple. It's not like incredibly challenging, but I did find myself really invested in it. And I was like, oh, I just got to find the next clue. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good way to pass the time because I don't always love, I mean, I obviously love things like Skyrim and mm-hmm. Dragon Age, but those take so long yeah. to even do something. I was playing a game last night and it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to finish this one quest. And it took me like two hours to do it. Oh, man. So yeah, it's good. I think it's a good option if you don't want to invest a lot of time mm-hmm. in a game, but you still want to have fun. And there's a slight horror aspect if you want it to be a little bit creepy. There's this one moment where I had to like destroy some files and I couldn't do it fast enough and the angel was like getting closer. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think you would probably find it fun i think i don't know what kind of games do you play i mean that sounds yeah i i play a lot of or i had been for a while playing games on my ipad that were like locked room okay hidden things so something pretty quick that would only take a few hours or a few sessions of a few minutes at a time mm-hmm. like the there's one called the room and there's a whole series of those and the lost room and the locked room and um, so it kind of sounds similar where there's a very simple interface and whatnot. And I see that it is available for Mac and iOS. So mm-hmm. I may check it out. That sounds oh, like a cool. fun little afternoon. So cool. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. Awesome. Well, groovy. But you read this really good book that you want to tell us all about. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I, honestly, it's weird because this... I think this book and the whole series that's that it's part of is almost like a literary version of something like that. So I think this flows pretty nicely. Cool. So this book is called 14, the number 1414 by Peter Kleins. And it's the first in 
it's a series that's all set in the same like universe. Um, so the whole series is called Threshold, but it doesn't have the same characters. So it's kind of like everything's shared. It has the same sort of mythology. Okay. But we don't follow the same characters and exact situations. So the way I found this book was that I had just finished Archive 81. And I was like, I loved this. I need something <laughs> else that's exactly the same. And I went on the Archive 81 Reddit and someone recommended this. And it was exactly what I wanted it to be. So cool. This was published in 2012. So there are some funny little technology things where people are using really old phones and stuff <laughs> and whatever. But but for the most part, it seems, you know, it's very contemporary. But anyway, this guy, Nate Tucker, lives in Los Angeles and he does kind of contract temp data entry for a magazine. And he does like really boring stuff like um like entering address changes in their database. <laughs> it just sound it's so like I've had that job, like basically yeah. and so soul crushing. <laughs> and he needs to move out of his old apartment and he's at like a work happy hour and somebody's like, Oh, I used to live in this building that had super weirdly low rent. And so he's like, What's the catch? And the guy he's talking to is like, I don't know, it just like had a weird vibe and all the apartments are studios. So it's kind of like not that great. But <laughs> the rent is only like $565 a month in Los Angeles. Yeah. And even though that's 2012, that's still like, that's good for, I feel like the last 30 years of rent. Like that's an amazing <laughs> price in that kind of city. Uh, and utilities are included. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I don't care if it's small. I don't care if it has a weird vibe. And that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's called the Cavitch Building. Okay. And it's like a, an old L.A. style brownstone from like the 1800s. Ooh. And so it's got kind of this, and I, li I used to live in an apartment building that was sort of, so I was kind of picturing it like my old place, which was a converted hotel <laughs> and very old and creepy. <laughs> anyway, everything about it seems fine, but quirky, but he chalks a lot of it up to being an old building. And he figures the rent is cheap because the owners maybe like have a lot of other properties and they just don't care because it's not maintained very well. Mm. And he meets some of the other residents and he kind of becomes friendly with them. But the quirky things about the building start to become a little bit more obvious and he gets more and more curious about them. And one of them is the fact that apartment 14 has a bunch of padlocks on it and no doorknob and it's like mm. what is there and a couple of the other things of like there's weird like the elevator doesn't work but it seems like the shaft is actually empty uh -huh. and there's weird little rooms behind rooms in kind of like laundry utility areas and the the residents when they all kind of start to be more friendly with each other realize that each individual apartment is set up differently in ways that aren't logical. Like, you know how if your kitchen and bathroom are kind of back to back with each other to save plumbing, that it would make sense that the apartment next door is like a mirror image because then mm -hmm. their plumbing would be where yours is, but everything would be flipped around. Does that make sense? So like, yes. yeah, yeah, like you don't want to put it. too, yeah, you don't want to put too much plumbing like all over the, all over the building. Well, in this building, the plumbing is like all over the place. So like the next apartment, it's not even just that it's not a mirror image. Like it's set up all totally differently and broken up different. And 
one apartment is actually like a big loft with like two floors. Oh. But then there's not like an analogous other unit like that anywhere else in the building. Mm-hmm. So even though the people who live there are like, oh, we just always thought that there was, but they're like, no, no, there's no other units like this. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So it's like there's all these weird parts of the building that are built strangely. And then I don't want to get too deep into what starts to happen. I think the the precipitating event that starts Nate thinking like something is really up is that he he somehow uncovers a layer of paint and finds a bunch of writing on the walls on the plaster. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> so to kind of like give a little taste of some of the stuff, he he and his his neighbors slash friends discover a bunch of things like words on the walls that you can only see in blacklight or <laughs> insects that live in the building that aren't really known in the world. Like one of the one of the residents is like a grad student in biology and she's like, I've tried to study these roaches that seem to have an extra leg and when I try to take them off site they die. <laughs> like once she oh gets them once she gets them like a hundred feet from the building, they just all die. <laughs> so <laughs> Jeez. And like there's there's a little side adventure where some people find this little office that's been completely sealed off from the entire rest of the building oh and sort goodness. of preserved. So yeah, it just gets really, really creepy. There's some steampunk kind of stuff. There's some Cthulhu type stuff. There's it's just really cool. Um I will say that just because it's kind of a few years old, I do wish that it, it has some great female characters, but there's a little bit of objectification at times. I don't Mm. think that Klein's is like, trying to be a jerk in that way, based on some things I've seen on his social media. But, but it does have this like, oh, we probably wouldn't have written this this way if we were writing it now kind of a feeling about it. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but the main female character is named Veek, and she's Indian American, and she has a very, like, Velma from Scooby-Doo vibe. They even joke and call <laughs> her that, and so I like her a lot. And, yeah, and so the next book in the series I'm reading right now, and it's called The Fold, um, and then there's some uh, sequels that he did as audio only, so I'm probably going to okay. listen to those. But, yeah, like, it's just... This was his debut novel, and it apparently was super successful when it first came out. And I'm not surprised because it's got this kind of lost vibe to it, and it clearly owes a lot of homage to all these really great science fiction and horror traditions. And I just really dug it. So, yeah. Awesome. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I think I think you might actually like it. Yeah. Yeah. I put it on my to-read list, so cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, please do. Great. But we've both been playing wordle yes so it's completely there's no elegant way to shift (laughs) (laughs) you read a book full of words and i did games about words yes (laughs) (laughs) wordle is a word game that's online it's now published by the new york times on on the internet but it it just started in like the fall of last year right i don't know i only heard about it a couple months ago okay this year so yeah, it was um, developed by this guy named Josh Wardle. So I think that's where <laughs> they get the the name. Got it. So what's the basic gameplay? The basic gameplay is you have to guess a five letter word, 
and you have six guesses to get it correct. The word changes every day, so you can only play once a day, which is both good and bad. (laughs) (laughs) And when you guess a word, wrong letters are in gray, Mm -hmm. correct letters in the correct spaces are in green, and correct letters in the wrong spaces are in yellow. Mm -hmm. So you can get, every time you guess, you get clues as to where letters should be. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's become a big thing. Mm -hmm. Cultural phenomena. Phenomenon. (laughs) Phenomenon. (laughs) Phenomenon, yeah, sorry. (laughs) And you can share, since the word is the same for everyone, or it's, it was. I don't know if it is still in the New York Times era. I think I think it is. I think it's, it is. Po- it's supposed to be anyway. Yeah. Okay. You can share your grid and it'll, it doesn't show you the letters, but it shows you gray, green, or yellow boxes. And people have been sharing those all over Twitter. I, I don't share on Twitter, but I do share with my parents sometimes because <laughs> <laughs> they're into it as well. But yeah, it's just kind of a fun, it challenges you for a couple minutes a day, mm-hmm. and you get really excited when you get it. You get excited when you get it in fewer lines than your friend did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I just checked, because I did it this morning on my phone, and I just now, as we were discussing it, did it on the computer and it was the same word so okay yeah cool and stupidly i had kind of forgotten what the word was so of course it took me still four lines to get it even though i had already done it (laughs) that's okay it's all right i'm like i was i couldn't remember one letter so i'm like doing all the combinations of (laughs) yeah there have been some spinoffs as well like unofficial ones like there's one called taylordle which is taylor swift themed (laughs) wordle There's one called Quartal, where you have to do four at the same time, and that's impossible for me. Wait, what? It's called Quartal? What do you mean you have to do four at the same time? Q-U-O-R-D-L-E. You get four at once, and you can only, you still only have one form of operation, but there's four words you have to be guessing. So it's really complicated. It's almost like you have to see it to to get it. So yeah, I don't like that at all. (laughs) That's too hard. <laughs> yeah. And there is like an unofficial archive. So I sometimes if I had missed one of them, I'll go back and like do it in the archive. But I'm not very good at it. Like I'm really kind of bad at it. That's okay. You don't have, I mean, you don't, I don't think you have to be ashamed about that. There is, there is something that happens to you when you look at a blank you look at those blank squares and you forget all of the five letter words in the yeah, English language. <laughs> you really do. It's well, and this, okay. A friend of mine said, like, there's no way to lose mathematically. You literally can't lose based on how many chances you get and how many letters there are. Okay. There's like, and I don't know if I believe her. I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think she might do a much more systematic way of approaching it yeah like i have a systematic approach for sudoku that has kind of ruined it for me because it's like really hard to screw it up unless you just make a mistake yeah and so sudoku to me now feels just kind of mechanical so she must have developed some system like that where but i just approach it like fresh and i'm usually having my first morning coffee and 
like just doing it on my phone while watching TV. So I'm distracted already. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like the wrong time of day for it. <laughs> yeah, I think there are different ways to approach it because, mm -hmm. yeah, you can do it really systematically. I know there are people who start with the same word every day and it or alternate between a few and they're always words with the letters that have the highest chances of being in the word and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then there's me who chooses a different word every day and it's based on like what i'm thinking about or the surroundings yeah. or something yeah and i think it depends on do you want to get it in as few lines as possible mm -hmm. or do you just want to get it by the by the sixth line and i'm more of the i just want to get it by the sixth line so i will throw away a couple like the first two lines are throwaways i'm just using 10 different letters to see yeah. what's if any of them is in the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think you can definitely be really competitive about it, but you can also be really casual and that's cool. Yeah. I think I have a mixed goal. Like I mostly just want to get it at all. But if I, I got today's when I first did it this morning, I actually got it in three and I was very excited about that. <laughs> but that's unusual for me. I either get it in six or I don't get it. Like I only have about an 80% success rate. So. Okay. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, that's okay. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. And often I look forward to it when I had a slightly different schedule, I would stay up and do it right at midnight when it would drop. Mm. Yeah. And that actually was a better, I was doing better when I was doing it late at night. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I do it when I get home from work. So it's about one fifteen, one thirty. Okay. Yeah. It's like a nice nighttime routine thing. Yeah. But you're also doing Samantle, so... Yeah. One of my friends texted me about this last week, and she and her husband are, are really into it. And I was at my parents, so I showed my dad, and we, like, spent, like, an hour playing it. <laughs> it's, it's a lot harder than mm -hmm. Wordle. Okay. So, yeah, you can find it on Samantle which is S-E-M-A-N-T-L-E dot Novalis, N-O-V-A-L-I-S dot org. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of the same concept. You're guessing a secret word. There's a new word every day. Mm -hmm. But you, you can guess an unlimited number of times. And you oh. have to because it's really hard. So the secret word can be any length. It can be any part of speech. It can be any word. And some of them get really, really hard. But there are two ways that it tells you how you're doing. So there is a similarity indicator. Mm -hmm. And that will give you a score from 0 0.01 to 100. Mm -hmm. And 100 is the word itself. And it is... Scoring the similarity according to the meaning of the word, and it's all done by algorithm. So sometimes you're like, I don't know that I don't know if I would agree with that <laughs> with the way that was scored and stuff like that. So it'll tell you that the closest word, like today, the closest word has a similarity of seventy seven point five nine. The tenth nearest has a similarity of forty two point forty four. And the 1,000th nearest word has a similarity of 24.63. So there is kind of a learning curve and you're just like, what do the numbers mean? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. 
so you want to see the numbers going up. Okay. Yeah. So the higher the number is, the closer you are to the word. So I'm on it, and I guessed cat. Okay. And it's a similarity of only 13.52, so that seems bad. (laughs) It's not anything (laughs) semantically close to cat. Correct. Okay. Then right next to the next to that you have the getting close column. So uh-huh. you got a cold answer. Yes, I did. Because you're not within a thousand words. Right. According to the algorithm. So once you're within a thousand words, it'll give you it'll give you which which word it is. Uh, that doesn't make sense. But for example, <laughs> yesterday I guessed the word awesome. And it, it has a similarity of 24.74, and it's in the getting close column, it's 27 out of 1,000. So it's uh-huh. 973 away from, <laughs> the, <laughs> from the word of the day. Oh, I, I guessed awesome just now, and it's getting slightly better Okay. than cat. Anyway, we don't want to spoil people for the... Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a different... <laughs> Different word by the time this airs. Sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it it's kind of frustrating. I don't think it's a good game to just like keep playing because I'll run into that area where I have a guess. I have a word and it's like within 500 and I just like can't think of any more synonyms. Mm-hmm. So the way my friends like to play it is she was like, I play it for a few minutes and then I come back to it throughout the day. And I think that's mm-hmm. a really good way to do it. Cause you're, you kind of put it aside for a while, come back with fresh eyes, a fresh brain, and maybe hopefully get a little close closer. And I forgot to mention that it will score your guesses. So if you have a long list, like yesterday, it took me 97 <laughs> words to find the correct word. Uh-huh. And it'll score according to how close you are. So, like, it, it puts them in order so that all your closest are always at the top. So you have that in your eyesight, like, okay, I know it's close to this word and that word, and I just got to find something a little closer. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. I'm now really close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm sorry. I'm at no, nine, it's- 9.48, so I'm on to it. But this is hard. What word is that? My closest word is amazing. So I'm kind of, I know I'm in the right ballpark. Okay. So even though I did this last night, it's the same day, technically. Like, you're doing the word that I did last night because it resets at, according to UTC time. Okay. So it's seven o'clock our time, 7 p.m. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Check it out. See if you like it. There are some days when it, it is, the word is a little bit too abstract. Yeah. And I have, a, I get really frustrated with it, but I've won more often than I've lost so far. Mm-hmm. So I think it's doable, but it takes a little bit more time and a little bit more dedication than Wordle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But word games, they're fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll come back to this later. Cool. We also both do some kinds of crosswords occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to do the New York Times Daily mini 
crossword, not the full crossword, because I'm not, uh, that's too hard. Yeah. But I also do their spelling bee every day. And that's fun. That's a little bit hard to describe. Basically, there's a central letter and then letters all around that letter. And you have to form words of four letters or more that have the central letter in it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's really hard. Sometimes it's really easy. And you just come up with as many as you can to get higher rankings and stuff. Cool. And there's always one word that you can make that has all the letters in it. Oh, okay. And I don't, I don't always get that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll usually get far enough that it's like, good job. <laughs> yeah, nice. That sounds yeah. similar to a game that my parents and I play called Wordscapes. Mm -hmm. And that's available on mobile with ads. But you have, yeah, it'll give you the letters in a circle mm -hmm. and you have to draw lines between them to spell words. And it gives you sort of a crossword puzzle-like grid. So when there are intersections and you get one word, you can kind of help yourself get the other ones, stuff mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, it's it's sort of addicting. Yeah. <laughs> we'll play it, like when I'm at my parents, we'll play it. Like while we're watching TV and stuff and just kind of keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. So yeah, it's a nice little brain teaser. Feels like it keeps me mentally fresh. Yeah. So that's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone out there is listening has different word games to suggest to us, we will happily play them. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what you like to play. Oh, and I should say the Wordle. We didn't say where Wordle is available. Oh, yeah. Wordle has recently changed its URL, and it's now at nytimes.com forward slash games forward slash Wordle, W-O-R-D-L-E forward slash index.html, which is a long thing. But if you even just Google Wordle, you will, it's the first hit. So yeah. beware of imitators. <laughs> <laughs> or go seek out imitators if you want themed Wordles. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Cool. Well, next week, we are going to talk about some more language stuff with Duolingo and language learning. The new movie, Marry Me, and the fourth season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at Carrie Gessner. And you can find me on Twitter at KW Taylor Writer. And you can find the show on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast. If you want to email us, you can do that at PositivelyPopCulture at gmail.com. You can also find the show's website at PositivelyPopCulture.com, and from there you can find the link to the merch store. And please rate us and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening, stay healthy and safe, and join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. <laughs>